Hey there, and welcome to day 254 of Don't Forget Your Worth, a podcast with a matching YouTube channel that's titled just the same. I'm Andrea, and um, it's late. I'm going to have to get a little something-something out to you guys. I promised another story tonight. And um, tail end of the week, I am so excited to get to writing. I just full-on cleared my map tomorrow and decided that I'm just going to give myself permission to take the full day to worship in the morning, kind of get in the head and heart space to just be able to go somewhere and sit and write and share some of these stories. Um, we're getting down to it. I mean, I really, I'm going to be doing 365 miracle stories by July 31st. We're sitting at day, what was it, 254. So we're we're getting there. I mean, I'm down to probably a little over 100 left. And um, I've got to start writing. So I'm so excited as well. It looks like I might receive this beautiful cabin, this log home that's out in these pine trees. It has like a double-decker covered porch upstairs and downstairs. So like the master bedroom walks out to the upper covered porch and it looks out over the valley. And of course, the one down on the lower deck um, looks out over the cute little neighbors and neighborhood right there. And it has, you know, pines and and uh, just beautiful terrain. So it would be such a blessing to write there. But you know what? If this house doesn't happen, it doesn't happen as well. We've seen, look at how many we've seen like fall away or we think, you know, I will move in one direction. It's not it. But it is funny how this one came about because I felt like this was my house and then it went under contract with somebody else and it came right back around to me um, the day after even I'd asked for it. So it was really, really sweet timing, and I can't imagine this isn't the space. But anyway, that's enough of that. Tonight, I'm going to read a crunchy piece. Here we go. <laughs> I can't even, I can't help it. I can't get around it. This story needs to be shared. It's not one that I'm proud of. Let me tell you right now, I would have thought that I'd just as soon never have gone through anything like this. Um, but in that... I'm thankful on the other side and that God would be glorified and that in part of the forgiveness and healing for these things that have happened or that I've been through, one of the final phases is the heart to share it so that it can help somebody else. That's when you know that you're really stepped outside in forgiveness and in healing and you're willing to come forward and share so that somebody else can be helped and that God can be glorified through that sharing. So it isn't easy. I'm telling you what, I'm trying to do what I can to be obedient and go first in hopes that you will share your own tough stories, even if it's one person or one coffee or one conversation at a time, that you would get brave and share your tough spots um, so that he can be glorified. So anyway, you guys, it's a beginning piece, so I'm sure it's going to be short, but it's, it's crunchy. It's called Deliverance. And so it begins. Having heard the loud bang of a chair thrown at the fourth floor hospital window, I could hear the medical personnel running up the hallways, gathering the male personnel to enter the room and restrain my husband. Code blue man walking. Sneakers screeching up the hall tile. The sound of a pant legs running, rubbing fast together from all directions up the echoing hallway corridor. My husband had me by the neck and was shoving my head backwards towards my back as far as he could, so my speech and my breathing were made impossible. 
When personnel grabbed him and I could put my head down and breathe again, I looked through the narrow hospital room entry towards the door and saw my pastor's wife standing outside in the hallway while they restrained him. She was a nurse on another campus, but had come over just then, just very then, to visit me. The doctors were releasing him that day, ready to go home. The meds are completely out of his system. The swelling in his brain has returned to normal. The multiple sociologists, psychologists, and psychiatric evaluations have ran their checklists with flying colors. Andrea, that's not medicine or swelling. That's just him, as they called it. Home to his wife and three toddlers. We had a problem. 1 Peter 5.7 reads, Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. I have learned recently, just recently, that cast means to throw, like an Olympic shot put, really, really throw your cares as far as you can throw them away from you and towards Jesus. Why? Because what we see as a problem, God sees as perfection. He has it all figured out already. Gulp, really, Andrea? Yes. Our great big messes, our suffering, our sickness, our waiting, perfection to him. Absolute perfection. My life has served me some stuff that seemed like unwarranted. What did I ever do to deserve this suffering? But what did I do to ever deserve relationship this deep with Jesus ever? My big mistake? I still prayed the white picket fence life for my children. Still do. Oh, please don't ever let them ever go through anything as tough as my journey, Lord. Selfish. Very selfish on my part. I want them to know Jesus in a way that they could only know by seeing his heart and promises up close and by seeing his very protection save their own life up close. And by seeing him take what they hold dear away and sometimes home to him and his care. And by seeing him turn their messes into masterpieces up close and personal. Just, you know, Lord, do that all pain-free, please. No such thing. I love you. Mm-mm-mm. See how intense that is? It's crazy good. It's crazy good that the Lord would just be glorified. Like, there's so many things I could say here, and I just ask God for the right words, right? So many things I could say here. Like, amazing deliverance from a tough situation where my only job was to stay steady and love and to discern and know when to not stay. Does that make sense? It's like my only job was to love and listen and obey. That was it. And there's such a message in that. Um, Also, the message I think that the Lord would give to you today, if you woke up next to somebody that absolutely loves you ridiculously, you are so wealthy, you couldn't even know. 
if you woke up this morning and you spent time in the word and you got to spend this morning with your savior that loves you just ridiculously much, (laughs) then you are wealthier than you could ever know, right? So the whole point, right, is loving. And love doesn't cost a thing, as we were just talking about the other day. Like the best thing that you have are your relationships. And in a lot of ways, those relationships and those people are free to you. You're free to love. You're free to give love. You're free to receive love. And Christ is the embodiment of love. Oh my gosh, like I get just, I love Easter. So I get just ridiculous right here at this season because it is coming upon us and it is a very real thing. That's why I'm really excited to even start writing right here in the season of Easter upon us because it is such a spiritual force, if you will. I don't even know what else to use. Um, And so I just want you to really feel the embodiment of what he did. I can feel it. My eyes swell. I get teary just speaking those words. I'm humbled um, by the grace that God has given us. I just am humbled by that grace of giving us his son as our redeemer and savior. And um, I just want you to really experience the impact of what happened on that cross and receive it daily and give it away daily. Um, I don't want to get all silly on you, but I just really hope that this piece somehow is going to help some people. Um, With that too, here's one thing I'd say. I think that with this pandemic and economic crisis, war, everything that's going on at the moment, the amount of depression and anxiety is skyrocketing and doubled and through the roof in so many ways. But I want you to see that, like, I've been through some super hard things. I've been through some major trials. I've been through them very much many times, me and God, a person that is not physically here, but I am so close to him in presence, right? So I need you to know that you just are flat, never alone, and that you are enough to absolutely handle every situation that comes your way because he can be trusted. A lot of that anxiety is lack of trust. It's lack of feeling like you're in control and you're not. But you worship, hopefully, or know a God that is in ridiculously great control. He's not surprised by anything that's happening. And he adores you. And so you have to keep it in mind that he has his best interests for you and that his ways are perfection. I mean, is it scary for me right now as a single buying a house in a pandemic and and war and (laughs) economic crisis? Oh, absolutely. But I know that he has me. I know that, that no matter what happens, that even if relationship that I can have with him, even if the worst thing happens, I have him. He has me. He adores me. And I offer that to each one of you. He absolutely has you. He loves you, adores you, and he wants the best for you. And so I just want some of that anxiety and angst to go away. Um, 
I went through all of this stuff. I've never been medicated for anything. I've never, I even went to the doctor. This is a funny story. When I was going through the divorce, I went to the doctor and I was begging for like some depression medication. She's like, um, any trouble sleeping? No. Any troubles appetite? No, eating just fine. Anything, you know, she, she was digging all over the place and she's like, Andrea, look, she goes, you're going through something that's hard right now and it's depressing but you don't need medication because it's because of something depressing. She's like, the people that need medication are people that experience this when they're not going through something hard. And I'm like, oh, please. And no, she wouldn't give me anything. It was, it's kind of a funny story. It's kind of kind of funny not, right? But um, but in that, what I'm trying to say, I I don't know many that like experience more joy than I have, which means I've been delivered. Like, I've been delivered from these spaces and places and I went through tough things, just me and the Lord, and it's possible. It is more than possible. And some of you need to know that, that anxiety comes from our mind and it's lack of trust and it's lack of faith and it's lack of realizing that the Lord has a really good plan. So I've got to check out because look, I've took a teeny little seven minute story and now I'm hanging out at almost 14 minutes. <laughs> so you guys, <laughs> I need to go to sleep and I need to let you guys um, be about your day or whatever you have going on after listening to this. But please use this story. Please don't let it happen for not. You know what I'm saying? And please make sure that you're sharing your own tough stories. They're really, really good. They are to be used and they are to glorify God. Um, and so that's, that's the word for tonight. Okay. And I will of course be chatting at you tomorrow and I'll get some good words out. I just know it in my very knower. They're coming. They're coming tomorrow. <laughs>